100 Days of Solitude Under the Sea. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. A strong atmospheric river caused heavy rain last week in many parts of California and brought more snow to higher elevations. The forecast was for another storm to hit the state early this week. This latest atmospheric river was the tenth this winter. In some areas, heavy rain fell onto thick snow, making it dangerously heavy for structures and bringing the possibility of avalanches. Atmospheric rivers are long regions in the sky that transport water vapor from the tropics and carry an amount of moisture roughly the equivalent of the average flow at the mouth of the Mississippi River. They occur all over over the world and are becoming more frequent and intense with climate change. A recently developed system ranks them similar to the way hurricanes are categorized from one to five, with the higher number meaning the storm lasts longer and carries more moisture. The rating for this latest atmospheric river was a three, while earlier ones in December and January were fours. Last August, Pakistan suffered a Category 5 atmospheric river, which killed over a thousand people, displaced millions, and inundated one-third of the country. The drought in California, while not over, has eased a bit. Reservoirs in the state have been rising with all the precipitation this year. However, managers had to release water from some of them to make room for forecasted rain and melting snow. While atmospheric rivers have brought much precipitation to California, the weather phenomenon known as La Nina, which is blamed for worsening drought in the U.S. Southwest, is now, well, gone, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. La Nina conditions bring colder water to North and South America and pushes the jet stream north. The phenomenon can lead to a more severe hurricane season in the Atlantic Ocean, but the opposite in the Pacific. The La Nina that has just ended lasted for about three years, one of the longest periods on record. If El Nino does form, it could mean the continuation of wet weather in California and raises concerns for hotter global temperatures and heat waves. El Nino and La Nina are natural occurrences, but now they take place in the context of human-induced global warming, which makes rainfall and weather patterns more extreme. Cyclone Freddy is one for the record books, the extremely rare storm being described by meteorologists like a horror movie that never ends, is likely the longest-lasting tropical cyclone in history. On February 6, Freddy developed off Australia. From there, it set an extremely rare course, more than 8,000 kilometers across the Indian Ocean, moving east to west, a track that has only happened twice in recent history, and both during a La Nina year. It first made landfall in Madagascar, and then spent several days over Mozambique and Zimbabwe, bringing heavy rains and flooding. It then pulled a U-turn and headed back toward Madagascar, picking up energy from the warm waters in the channel to slam the island again, which has had three times its monthly average of rainfall in just a week. But it wasn't done. On Saturday, March 11th, Freddie boomeranged and headed back toward Mozambique, which has received more than one year's worth of rainfall in the past month. The Indian Ocean has warmed faster than the global average as it absorbs greenhouse gas emissions, which scientists say fuels more intense and perhaps crazy storms. And finally, speaking of records, 100 days. That's how long a man plans to live underwater off the coast of Florida in the name of science. 
Joseph DeTuri, a professor at the University of South Florida, submerged 30 feet below the ocean's surface to live in an undersea lab near Key Largo in a mission called Project Neptune 100. During his stay, he will conduct marine experiments and be the experiment to study how the human body responds to long-term isolation and extreme pressure, all while continuing to teach classes online from his undersea abode. During the three months, fellow scientists will join him at the lab that consists of two 13-foot-long tubes connected by a wet room where people go in and out of the water. The habitat can sleep for, has a toilet, shower, and a kitchen complete with a coffee maker. In a video interview with the media, Deturi says the goal goes beyond medical science or breaking the current record of 73 days under the sea. He hopes to encourage preservation and protection of marine environments and inspire young people to become ocean researchers, many of whom will visit him using scuba gear on school field trips. Deturi will need to take vitamin D given the lack of sun and will undergo routine psychological and medical tests, including blood panels and electrocardiograms, as well as stem cell measurements. He said previous research showed that exposure to increased pressure underwater doubled the number of circulating stem cells, suggesting the potential to increase longevity and prevent diseases associated with aging. For that reason, Deturi says he hopes to come out superhuman. You can see if he does by following along on his YouTube channel. That's it for This Week in Water, which is sponsored today by our contributary, Kimball Worcester of California. Kimball said, H2O Radio feeds and waters me with sustainable journalism about our world's most precious resource. That is radio worth soaking in, so take the plunge. Thanks for listening, Kimball. See you next week.